No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You've found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much, and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you reach your wealth management and retirement goals through smart investing and careful planning. My name's Jeff Shade. I'm just here to ask the questions, of course, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert, founder and president of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs, Brian Evans. Brian, how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Glad to be with you on the radio and a lot of good stuff to talk about on this week's show, Brian. Brian, but I want to start off with current events. You know, recently, it seems that the market has been pretty steady. I mean, really, we're not seeing a lot of downturns in the market on a daily basis that really amount to much of anything. We do have minor corrections, but what can you tell me about the state of the market right now and what your forecast is for how things are going to go throughout the summer and even possibly through the rest of the year? Yeah, well, before I get to that, Jeff, so I have to make one correction. Bob Bauer founded Bauer Evans. Oh, yeah, okay. He'll pop me if I don't correct <laughs> you on that one. I did start the Madrona, Madrona Financial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take credit for that one, but I don't want to take credit for the other. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. But uh, anyway, yeah, as far as the market, I guess the first thing we have to do is define what are we talking about when we're talking about the market again. If your market is cryptocurrency, well, then it's been very volatile. If your market is a diversified group of mutual funds or ETFs, then yeah, you, you take a lot of volatility out of the market. You know, and you, your market might be an individual stock, and then it could be way up, way down, or, or anything in between. So that it's interesting just to kind of look at the market because a lot of my clients, what's interesting is they'll have accounts on their own and they'll have me manage or or the, the company here manage a majority of their assets, but they might have a side account. And sometimes they go, oh, we'll see which one does better. And I say, I can already tell you, yours will probably do better. Now, it might be surprising to hear that, but you see, people on their own can take a smaller amount of money and take a lot of risk. Most of the time, that might pay off. Well, what if it doesn't? 
I can't do that to my clients' portfolios. I can't just take my 79-year-old widow lady's portfolio and go, you know, I think that new cryptocurrency that Elon Musk talked about on Saturday Night Live sounds really cool. I'm just going to put it all into that and see what happens. I can't do that. So I have to have, we'll call it a little bit more on the boring side, but I have to have a diversified portfolio. I'll have annuities and and REITs and ETFs all across the board globally, stocks, bonds, whatever it is, to reduce volatility. So my primary goal is to reduce volatility, not to have the highest rate of return of anybody on the planet. But when we talk about the market, as you said, stock market, the market is uh, different. Those two things entirely different. When people think about the market, they think about things like the uh, Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ. And we've seen that fluctuate a little in the past few months. Do you really pay that much attention to those sort of figures? You know, I should say I do, but honestly, not really, because I have a sense that the market, the part that's in the market, the stock market, is going to go up over time, and it's not going to do it in a straight line. So for each client, we've spent some time analyzing, well, what percentage of your assets do you want in that market? And once it's there, of course, we try and allocate it to the areas we think will do better and reallocate that way and, and rebalance and so forth. But generally speaking, we have a X percentage we want to have in the market for a particular client. And we know that over time it will do well, but we know it won't do that in a straight line. So, Brian, when it comes to the Dow, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ, they are three different barometers there. Out of those three, which, if you were going to pay attention to one, would you pay attention to? I'd pay attention to the S&P 500. There's a lot of overlap in, in these also because the Dow is just 30 companies, but two of the biggest are Apple and Microsoft. Well, they're also the two biggest in the S&P. Well, they're also the two biggest in the NASDAQ. There is a lot of overlap there. The NASDAQ, though, is mostly tech stocks. The Dow is just 30 large companies meant to be a cross-section of the economy. But the S&P 500 is essentially the 500 biggest U.S. companies. And so that, to me, is more the U.S. stock market than any other measure of those three. Another thing I've been reading about recently, which is coming to light in the news, is inflation. I know that inflation historically here in the last oh, five, six years or so has been averaging about 2.1 percent, but it is creeping up a little bit. Yeah, as of just this last April, it doubled to 4.2, and it's on the rise. And I think we're going to see more of that because it's on the rise. We know, we all know that building materials and, and other things, uh, prices are going sky high right now. And what we're going to see is pent-up demand kick in. And we're going to see just an unleashing of pent-up demand. When demand outstrips supply, that's when prices go up. So not only do we have supply chain disruption across the board, whether it's materials or skilled labor to do anything with the material, we're, we're seeing supply chain constraints across the globe. I mean, it used to be you order something and they tell you six weeks, and now they tell you six months mm-hmm. or, or a year. And, and so, again, if you have demand exceeding supply, and we're going to have both of those kicking in, I think we're going to see a lot of inflation. Yeah, there's been a big disruption in the supply chain, as you said. And speaking of chains, literally, I have a friend who is a bicycle rider, a mountain bike rider, and a chain broke on a bike ride, and he called to get a new chain. They said those chains were backordered until 2023. Oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> even things like bicycle chains, you just can't get these days. Do you forecast that inflation, once this supply chain thing is fixed, that inflation is going to continue at this rate, or do you think that it's going to go back to to, you know, two, two and a half percent. I don't think it's going to go back down all the way like it was before, because, you know, again, the, the demand is up. If they could fix the supply chain, that's one piece of it. 
But we're also borrowing at incredible levels and trying to stimulate the economy and all of that. And I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of aware, uh, thinking that inflation is going to be back. So that one of the issues with that, though, is a lot of people think, well, okay, inflation means interest rates. So if inflation's up, so are interest rates. So I'll just make more on my investments that are in bonds and CDs and so forth, right? Well, no, that's a different figure. What you're earning on your interest rate is not inflation. And so the interest rates, I think, are going to be purposely kept down by the Fed or, you know, there's, there's a huge supply of uninvested money out there without a huge demand to borrow it to put it into anything. So I think interest rates will be low. So your earnings could be very low on those kind of fixed interest type investments as opposed to inflation, which would be high. So that is not a good combination for people's retirement plans. With inflation rates high and interest rates low, as you said, that's not a good combination. What does that mean to our listeners in terms of their investments? Well, a lot of people have done their maybe Excel spreadsheet, figuring out, hey, can I retire or when? And they might have the number in there. They might have missed inflation. They might not have that factored in. And they go, well, it's just 1% or 2%. No big deal. I don't need to factor that in. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you start putting inflation in at, at what I think it's going to be. You're going to need twice as much money at some point in your life as you do now just from basic inflation for most people. So if you don't have that factored in to your plan, you can make some bad decisions. And then on top of that, you need to take that information and go, okay, I need whatever it is, 100000 a year to retire. But in 20 years, I'm going to need 200 So I better have a plan for what that looks like. And so uh, little things like if you're buying a talking to maybe an advisor about buying a fixed index annuity mm-hmm. and they're showing you one that doesn't have increasing cash flow for life, well, that could be a problem, a big problem. You might want to make sure that at least that piece of your portfolio has the inflation piece factored in with an increase in cash flow for life. There's a ton of decisions around the knowledge that prices are going to be higher, inflation's back and might be around for quite a long time. If we figure that an average inflation rate maybe today is 4, 4.1%, does that vary according to sectors? And what I mean by that is, do you rotate investments in and out of certain sectors to account for inflation rates? You know, there the inflation is going to affect different sectors differently. And so that can be a factor. I wish the markets were that simple where I can say, oh, When this thing goes up, these other things go down, and that causes X. Well, there's always about 100 variables. Inflation's one of them, but it's one of 100. And so, yeah, it's it's part of the factoring of of what we think about, but it's not the end-all, be-all, that kind of thing. Like some people say, oh, inflation's back. I better buy a bunch of gold. Well, okay, you could, but there's a lot of other factors affecting the price of gold relative to the stock market that you might want to consider. So... You know, this is not easy stuff. And and so the science behind selecting investments is one thing. But really, as we talk about on the show, what's more important than that? I think way more important than that, it's the financial plan. It's having the access to all the different kinds of things that can help you in your portfolio. Tax planning around that, legacy planning, estates, uh, real estate, business succession, social security. Getting all these other decisions right, I think, is way more important than whether one sector versus another sector because of inflation. 
Yeah, it's important, but it's not as important as getting everything else right. Brian, I've been reading about this carbon neutral trend that we have going on right now. No carbon events, no carbon footprint, electric cars into the future. Is this going to create some new buying opportunities, do you think? Yes, I do. Certainly, uh, clean energy will be on the forefront as the state mandates start kicking in. Most states are mandating a certain amount of carbon-free and, and maybe all electric cars, that kind of thing. And that's coming. That's here. It's It's going to be here. So that will create a lot of opportunities. I think there will, as we see battery technology improve and so forth, we're going to see opportunities that arise. So in the old days, for instance, you know, the S&P and the Dow and the biggest stocks were Exxon and Chevron. They aren't anymore, and so and they're not going to be. Not to say they're going away anytime soon. I'm not suggesting that. But they aren't the biggest, most valuable companies in the world like they were at one point. And so, you know, we're, we are seeing a shift. It takes time, but we're, we're seeing a shift away from that. It used to be master limited partnerships, oil and gas pipeline, oil company stocks. That's where a lot of people's money was in when they were investing in the market. That's really not so much the case anymore as, as we shift away from that. If you'd like the opportunity to have someone take a look at your financial plan, if you've already got one, if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor and you want someone to take a look at your plan that you already have, maybe you don't have a plan, if you have at least $500,000 or more in investable assets, we highly encourage you to give Madrona Financial Services a call. 844-MADRONA is the number to call to get your complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation financial plan. 844-MADRONA, also online at Madrona financial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about 401k plans and more when our show continues after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. If the fuel gauge in your car was broken, would you know how far you could drive before running out of gas? You know, not knowing how long your money will last in retirement is a lot like driving a car with a broken fuel gauge. You just don't know how far you can go. At Madrona Financial Services, we want you to know that there's no need to live with the stress of uncertainty. At Madrona Financial, we have insurance-based solutions that can guarantee lifetime income, protect you from market losses, and even provide for your loved ones. And as a CPA and personal financial specialist, we scrutinize every product we offer. If you want to learn how to create a secure lifetime income stream, protect your money from market losses, provide for your loved ones, and potentially reduce your tax burden, schedule your complimentary meeting today. Call 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. We'll arrange a meeting at one of our three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future. 
Call 844-MADRONA or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about 401k plans. And Brian, when I first went to work for someone else, that was something that was offered was a 401k. Didn't quite understand what it is. Now I know a lot more about it. Should you be taking a 401k or should you be taking advantage of a 401k if you're working for an employer that offers one? Well, generally, I would say, yeah. I mean, that seems like good advice. Uh, not everybody can. If you know, if the choice is feeding your your child or re- investing in retirement, I would say feeding your child is first. Mm-hmm. If it's going out uh, to the bar on Friday night versus putting money in your retirement, I'd say four hundred one k is there. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, the people say, "Well, I can't afford it. I can't afford it." But you look at them, go, "Huh? You can afford Starbucks. You can afford <laughs> a lot of other things that you probably don't have to have that cost money every day." Uh, but you can't afford your 401k. I'm not really buying that. So I would say, you know, absolutely. I, I'm thinking back. I remember when they were first coming out, I was a young CPA and I had a client, a construction client. I had about 50 employees in Tacoma and he wanted to set up a 401k plan. I said, great. So I went out there and I talked to all the, the whole group of people about the 401k plan, about the matching and and compounding and, and what that can do later on in life for you and all that stuff. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so the, they had the enrollment period and the owner enrolled, the owner's wife enrolled, and the bookkeeper enrolled. And that was it. Wow. We had three people enrolled, not one person of the 50 enrolled in the 401k plan. Mm-hmm. And there were some nice trucks in that, you know, oh, chrome, yeah. everything oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. out in the parking lot. And I was like, oh, man, I, I thought I, <laughs> they were all nodding and sure. smiling at me going, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize they were just kind of <laughs> smiling going, I hope he can, he's done soon because he's hurting my brain. I wish he'd go away. You know, I think that's what they were thinking. But uh, it's interesting to, you know, when we're younger, a lot of people just do not think about, well, I'll be young forever, I guess. And yeah. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to, I'm going to spend that money, enjoy it uh, while I can. So. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people do not take advantage of 401k. When you are taking advantage of a 401k, Brian, there are a lot of choices. I remember when I first got my uh, 401k form to fill out to do this, there were so many choices. They looked like names of racehorses. I knew nothing about those. (laughs) How do you look under the hood of these funds to find out which is the right fit for you? Yeah, that is uh, one of the chapters in Prosperous Revelations I wrote about uh, Christians, mechanics, and 401k plans. I said, just because you go to church doesn't mean you're a believer, a Christian. Just because you own tools doesn't mean you're a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And just because you have a 401k plan doesn't know you, doesn't mean you know how to do asset allocation. You know, just, but you're forced to, and you have to decide what to put it in. I remember a story once this person came in and, you know, the markets have been good for, for decades. And, and he's, uh, as we know, you know, and he started investing in his 401k and he, uh, he just, he couldn't figure out why his, his stock market investments weren't doing very well. And so I said, well, let me take a look at it. And uh, okay, yeah, I got the global stock market. I said, no, it says, see this word income? Yeah, yeah, income, you know, stocks, they make income, right? No, that would be a bond fund. He's like, oh. I said, your money's not been in the stock market. 
for decades. It's all in a bond fund. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was a stock fund. <laughs> so, did you read anything on the print? Well, no, I read the name. Just like you just said, Jeff. Sure. The name was really cool. I, I thought global income fund, that must be awesome. Or high income, that must be the stocks that make the most money. No, that would be junk bonds. That's what high yield means is junk bonds. <laughs> Low rated bonds of corporations and, and countries with bad ratings. That's what it is. <laughs> so the name doesn't always tell you what you need to know when you're allocating your 401k plan. Is there a science that goes into naming these things to when they think about, well, what should we name this? Let's name it something for those people who don't look under the hood so it'll sound attractive to them. Oh, absolutely. I got <laughs> I'm a realtor. I'm, I'm going to sell you a dollhouse with a peekaboo view. Sure. What that means, it's a teeny house that's barely big enough to live in. If you stand on the roof, you might see something in the distance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what that means. Same thing with uh, stock market investments. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, the, the, the classic was the high yield. That just sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That does not sound as awesome as junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they don't, I have never seen the Fidelity Global Junk Bond Fund. Yeah. Although there is an ETF, J&K, and mm-hmm. it's a high yield fund. They just, they just called it out. Okay, we're buying junk bonds. And so I, I appreciate that, actually, uh, that they, they named it that. Not that junk bonds are always bad, either. It's just that is what it is. And low-rated bonds and so forth. But, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a, a science to some of these funds. And some of them get these extremely strategic arbitrage, right. you know, short, <laughs> long, short fund or whatever. Yeah. You're like, what the heck does that even mean? So <laughs> you have to be uh, careful. You, gotta, you, you do need to, to read a little bit about it and at least get some analysis of just even the basic stuff. How much do I have in the U.S. market? How much do I have in foreign market? How much do I have in bonds? How much in cash equivalents? What am I in just basically? I mean, that'd be a great starting point. As you said early on, when you have these 401k choices and you have the opportunity to invest in a 401k, you may not be able to afford it because you've just got other pressing expenses. But later on in life, when you decide that you can't afford a 401k, is it ever really too late to invest in a 401k? Let's say you're 50 years of age. No, it's never too late. I mean, you got to start somewhere and today is a great time to start. Would it have been better if we'd made you know better financial decisions earlier in life? Well, of course. Yeah. But neither one of us have a time machine. So we have to do what we can today forward. And that is one thing I'll say that a lot of people come in and for whatever reason, they they were embarrassed. You know, they say, oh, I should have more money. They Mm -hmm. apologize for past decisions that weren't great financially. Well, I got news for you. (laughs) Everybody makes mistakes. Sure. Everybody does. And financial mistakes. I make them. You've made them. Everybody's made them. So let's just get over that. Uh, I'm not looking in the rearview mirror deciding on whether, oh, you're you're good or not good based upon past financial decisions. I don't care. I'm going to, you know, I'm just diagnosing what do we have and what does the future look like? What can we do to make it better? That's all that matters when anybody comes in. All that matters is where are you at and what can we, can we help you make it better? That's what the goal is. There's no judgment in, involved in any of this. Let's talk about those people who have had five, six jobs. You know, our parents, you may have worked for a job for 20, 30 years. You had one 401k. But these days, many times people have five, six 401ks. How do you deal with something like that? Well, that's a that's an interesting question for a number of different reasons. Well, first one would be uh, how you're invested, because you might so I might ask, well, what do you invest in? And it's, oh, gee, I've. I've got five different 401k plans. I, I don't have any idea. 
Oh, okay. So maybe we could consolidate them and actually have, have a plan for how we're going to allocate that. That would be great, you know, because they might be all in bond funds or something they don't even want to be in. They thought they are in something else that they're not. And by putting them together, you can have a plan. But when they're all disjointed like that, most people don't, don't really have a, a sense for what they're even in anymore. And so uh, taking control is, is important. Here's another interesting feature of that, though. Let's say that someone like me has worked in the same place for 30 years, and I'm in a 401k plan. And then meet someone else that has five different plans over the years. They have a lot more options than I've had because they can roll their 401k into an IRA and then they can take that IRA and they can do all sort they can do whatever they want. They can do individual stocks, they can do private non-traded real estate investment trusts, they can do fixed index annuities, paying cash flow for life and start growing those over time. There's a lot they can do with that. I couldn't. I couldn't roll money out of my 401k into an IRA until I'm 59 and a half years old. So I couldn't do an annuity. I couldn't do a REIT. I couldn't do any of this. I could only pick the options in my 401k plan because I had been at the same place forever. So this is it's not really fair. It doesn't seem to me that because I haven't switched jobs, I don't have options that other people have. And so you might be in that boat too. I did try and... Uh, tackle this issue when I went to Congress and I had a couple senator meetings and three House of Representative meetings there. This is the, the topic I was talking about is like, why, why do you make people wait their 59 and a half? At least let them move money at 50 so they can start planning for their retirement and the things that they want to be in instead of what, what few choices might be offered in their company's 401k plan. We're talking about 401ks with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. If you've got questions about 401ks or if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. Again, we invite you to get that complimentary plan from Madrona Financial by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, no time like the present. To do that, you can also request it online at madronafinancial.com. Time to take a quick break here on Growing Your Wealth. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the most common questions that Brian gets asked. All that and more when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. When you're researching something, weeding through all the available information can be daunting, especially when it concerns your retirement. What you want is a thorough analysis from an expert. Good news. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has done that for you in his recently published ebook series, Inside Retirement Investing, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You can get your free copy by calling 844-MADRONA today or visit madronafinancial.com to download your free copy. The Inside Retirement Investing ebook series covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to investing to taxes and so much more. Call now to secure your free copy, 844-MADRONA. Madrona Financial Services provides a one-stop integrated approach to retirement planning. Schedule a complimentary no-obligation financial review to get on the path to achieving your retirement goals and get your free copy of the Inside Retirement Investing eBooks by calling 844-MADRONA or by visiting madronafinancial.com. If taxes are keeping you from selling your highly appreciated income property, Madrona Financial Services has an exciting offer for commercial real estate owners. We have a team that's solely dedicated to helping real estate investors defer the taxes on the sale of their highly appreciated income property with a 
Delaware Statutory Trust. A DST qualifies as a 1031 like-kind exchange, so you can potentially defer your gains and reinvest them in income-producing commercial properties. And best of all, you can invest in a DST without any of the hassles or responsibilities of being a landlord or property manager. When you work with Madrona Financial Services, you'll be working with a team of CPAs and investment advisors with extensive DST experience. Now you have the freedom to sell your highly appreciated income property, still enjoy the benefits of investing in real estate, and potentially defer the taxes on your income property with a 1031 exchange. Learn more at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madrona1031.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about common questions we receive as financial advisors. And Brian, I know that when you do these financial plans for people, you have an initial consultation. People come in and they sit down. You ask them a few questions, but they've got questions for you. What is one of the most common or the most common first question that you get? Yeah, they come in different uh, ways. I mean, sometimes somebody just wants a quick response review and they just kind of want to get to know us and ask, you know, kind of find out a little bit about us. But very often they've submitted an introductory questionnaire and we've got a financial plan ready to discuss with them. So we're able to do a much deeper dive. So the, the questions, you know, often there's a lot of information on that and we kind of need that to kind of frame things. Uh, it's kind of like if you want somebody to remodel a house, well, you got to go there. You got to look at the house. You got to know how big it is, kind of what they had in mind, uh, what's what's what needs work, what doesn't, kind of where they, they envision it looking like and so forth. You know, you, you got to do a, a big analysis. Well, it's the same. It's even more complicated with the retirement plan. So the more information we get, the better. Certainly, the, there's a lot of listening that, that starts out, you know, because people generally, if they haven't talked to maybe a financial advisor for a while or one that can answer all their questions, they probably have a lot of pent-up demand, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, the pent-up questions that they want to just kind of uh, unload out there. So often it kind of starts with that, but uh, definitely uh, we're, we'll be referring to our questionnaire. Brian, how close to the top is the question, Brian, when can I retire or can I retire at all? That's the underlying one I think uh, probably everybody has is the analysis of given my lifestyle, my assets and liabilities and cash flow expectations, when can I retire at the level to which I want to retire? Because most people could retire. They could you know, live like they did in college, eat a lot of top ramen and, you know, not not go out or anything like that. Sure, you can retire. But is it the retirement you've been dreaming of? Probably not. You don't want to live that way. So it's really a function of getting to know, okay, what kind of retirement, meaning dollars and where you live and how you live, is what you're looking for and do you have the wherewithal? And then, of course, there might be legacy issues too. So those are some of the questions in the questionnaire is you want to leave money behind. Some people, it's often... It's often a uh, husband and wife, and a husband might say, well, I know I want to spend every every nickel. I want to write my last check the day I die and uh, run out of money the day I die. And the wife might well, no, I want to leave my kids most everything we have, you know. So it's, it, it can be different for each, each of those. Brian, do people often bring you financial plans from other advisors and then ask the big question, am I going to be okay? What do you think? 
You know, I don't really get much of that. I, I have not seen a lot of financial plans. I don't think a lot of financial advisors will do a financial plan for somebody who isn't already a client. We do, and ours is very good. Uh, the ones I, the couple I've seen, frankly, Jeff, they were terrible. <laughs> they were just, yeah. their assumptions were so outlandish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 8% a year minimum rate of return compounded. Well, I can make any plan look good with that. Uh, you know, double more than double your money every nine years. Well, gosh, yeah, I'll make it look great if mm-hmm. I use that. I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to assume you're going to beat the markets that have been forever net of fees. It's just that is not probably going to happen. And so the plans I've seen, like I said, were, were terrible. They didn't factor in inflation. They didn't factor in income taxes and retirement or, relative to required minimum distribution. So there were a lot of things missing. So I've also seen, uh, I've heard of advisors that have simple one-page things that they come in two different different flavors. One is, you know, the, the red bucket, green bucket, yellow bucket approach, you know, just really dumbing it down. Growth assets, safe assets, income assets. Okay. Yeah, we do that too, but we do a much deeper dive onto that. Or I've seen the ones where they, what's your number? Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I've seen that on the on, the, there's some commercials on TV. Mm-hmm. We'll give you your number. I'm like, okay, that's talking about dumbing something down. I mean, it's <laughs> I, I I can't get any dumber than that. Sure. A number, a number is going to do my tax planning. A number is going to make sure I have cash flow in excess of my expenses or handle my legacy or or takes care of my spouse if something happens to me. A number takes care of the ups and downs of the market. And, and I could go on and on here, Jeff. And I'm like, a number? Really? That's that's your financial plan? I don't think so. Brian, if you were not a financial advisor and you were looking to hire a new financial advisor, we've talked about this before a little bit. What questions would you suggest that someone ask when interviewing a new financial advisor? Well, you know, I'm kind of biased here. I, I would think that uh, since every financial question involves income, income taxes in some way, shape, or form to some degree, I'd like to know they can help me out with the the income tax questions I have. Now, I say that knowing that more than 99% of financial advisors aren't licensed to give income tax advice, and I am. So, you you know, I kind of just, you know, toot my own horn right now. Okay, Madrona, we we can answer your tax questions and your estate planning and trust and, and all this other stuff. So depending on what you want, now we're not for everybody. So, you know, we have our minimums, but we're also not even for people with a lot of money sometimes because they might just be, no, I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to be a a super stock picker and I want to find myself a super stock picker that knows, you know, can get me into all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's not really what we do. And so if it's all about that and you don't care about the planning, we're probably not a good fit for you. But most people we meet, of course, want the, the full meal deal. They want the planning. They have a business. They want to know what to do with their real estate. They want tax advice. They want all the things that we we provide. And so, depending on but depending on what you want. So, I I guess in answer to your question, uh, I think that when you're looking at financial advisors, figure out what you want. Are you just looking to beat the market with individual stocks? Find somebody that does that. If you're looking for a comprehensive plan. Find someone who really does that and doesn't just use a bunch of terminology, you know, convincing you that their number is going to solve your problems. Mm-hmm. It's not. Don't be sold. Don't don't allow somebody to talk you into it. You know, like like a lot of I know that a lot of people come to me and they've worked with people that 
you know, they just use a lot of jargon and buzzwords, but they don't really answer anything I ask. They don't really provide the advice I need. I'm like, okay, we can get pretty good at buzzwords and pithy sayings uh, over years of being a financial advisor. Make sure there's some meat behind uh, that, you know, that that advisor can give solid advice. Is it a fair question, Brian, to ask someone, are you a fiduciary? Yeah, that's a fair question. I mean, how do you get paid? And that's something I like to answer on multiple levels, okay? How does a DST sponsor get paid if we're doing a 1031 exchange? How does the annuity get paid? What happens if the market crashes to this annuity company? Are they in the market? Or are they not? You know, these are fair questions. How do you get paid, Brian? How does my broker get paid? And you know, what is a fiduciary? Um, as we've talked about on the show before, though, there are some great financial advisors out there that aren't considered fiduciaries, and there's some, you know, and vice versa. There's some bad fiduciaries out there, and because they're legally called a fiduciary, but if they only sell one product, uh, you're not after my best interest. I'm in, you're a hammer, I'm a nail. Everybody's a nail to them, mm -hmm. and they're going to pound you until they sell you their product. Is that a fiduciary? No. No, well, it is, I guess, legally, but they're not acting like one. So it's 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 okay to ask, sir, uh, are you a fiduciary? But there's more to that. And I was like, well, what does that mean to you? I, I would ask, ask that. What does that mean to you, Mr. Advisor? You just told me you're a fiduciary. Oh, I'm required to act in your best interest. Okay, define that. Give me, Tell me how that works. What if I have stuff that, that you don't sell? What if I want to do 1031 exchange? Oh, you don't want to do that. I'm like, Oh, really? Well, maybe I do. <laughs> it's like, why are you telling me that? Well, because it's not what I sell. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, so uh, there might be some questions that you can broach with somebody to find out how would you react if I have things that are outside of, of what you do. Brian, one of the questions that I might have is how do you turn my assets into income and then how do I get a check? I mean, how do I get paid from uh, those assets becoming income? Yeah, I mean, certainly that's a big piece of financial planning. Growth, liquidity, cash flow, security, and taxes. Those are the five things we're trying to solve for. All of them are important. And now as we age, some become more important than others. Maybe I don't need as much growth. I've had good growth. I, If I have to give up something to get something, I might give up some growth potential to gain security and cash flow. So that's often what we do. And then we reposition accounts uh, somewhat to attain that goal. We can't just go, oh, I, I got this this thing. It's called the easy button. I hit it, and then I get this investment that has massive returns with no downside risk. It's fully liquid and gives you cash flow for life, and it's tax-free. I wish I had that, Jeff. I don't <laughs> have that one. We have to use a combination, and we talked about the toolbox. No one tool does every job. Hammers are great. Drills are great when you need them. Sometimes you need more of one and not the other and vice versa. That's why you have a toolbox full of different kinds of tools that accomplish different different jobs. Same thing with finances. Brian, when someone asks you that all-important question, can I retire or when can I retire, are you often the bearer of good news? Are people really misunderstanding that they could retire today if they wanted to? Oh, very often, yes. Uh, it's, it's often very good because usually people come see me, they've done, they made some good decisions. If they haven't, they probably go, well, I don't have any money to have you invest anyway, so I guess I'm not going to come <laughs> see you and ask you questions to, for you to tell me what I already know. I don't have any money. I can't retire. Okay, great. I don't need I don't need Brian to tell me that. So people come to me and yeah, we do the plan and we say, okay, this is what it looks like the rest of your life. And they're like, oh, well, that's a lot better off than I thought we'd be. And yeah. 
And so, so I can retire now. Yeah, and we'll prove it. And they we they try and disprove some of our right. assumptions. Or go, oh no, you'll probably do better than what we have here. Oh, okay. So yeah, very often the the outcome is is very pleasant in that respect. Then it's more of a oh, gee, uh, I, I guess I I got to pull the plug. But that's mm-hmm. that's not easy to do for some people too. So if you've got questions and you want Brian Evans to answer those questions, or you want to get a financial plan, if you're looking to hire a new financial advisor, you have at least five hundred thousand dollars or more. Call Madrona Financial Services at eight four four Madrona eight four four M A D R O N A. You can also request your plan online at madronafinancial.com. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about what pieces go into that financial plan, the five most important ones. When our show continues. Continues after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Today I want to talk about Delaware Statutory Trust in the sense that it's something I've talked about a lot on here. A lot of people are getting to an age where they want to sell their investment real estate and they want to reinvest in something where they don't pay any income tax on the sale and they still get their cash flow and they want something newer and all that. So I wanted to take some time today to say, all right, when it comes to DST, what are they exactly? So here's a description on one that's available. Completed in 2016, this property is a Class A 336-unit garden-style apartment located in Orlando, Florida. The average unit is about 1,100 square feet. Property amenities include a stunning resort-style zero-entry pool with LED lighting, resort-inspired cabana seating, summer kitchen and bar, covered gazebo, fire pit, hot lot, putting green, controlled access community with keyless fob entry, pet park oasis, state-of-the-art 24-hour fitness center with WellBeats virtual fitness instructor, media lounge, free Wi-Fi, 100% smoke-free community, and beautiful clubhouse with a kitchen. Inside the units, they're all marble countertops. I could go on and on. My point is that a lot of people are saying, well, what kind of property could I get into if I sell my rental houses or my apartment building or whatever it is, and I do one of these Section 1031 exchanges into something like a DST. So that's an example of one of the properties. You could have multiple properties like this. But I thought it would be helpful for people to hear the description of one of the properties they could get using a DST. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Madrona Financial. Investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Call now and get a copy of Brian's book, The Little Red Book of Retirement, The Basics of Retirement Investing. From taxes to lifestyle tips, you'll gain valuable insights as you plan for retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what pieces go into a financial plan. And Brian, with every financial plan, you've got goals in mind. So we want to start off with growth. Tell me more about that. How do you design a plan that will account for significant growth? Yeah, and as we talk on this show, everything that's positive has a negative. So growth. Who doesn't want growth? I want my assets to grow. I want my investments to grow. You want yours to grow. Everybody wants that. But if you're going to have the possibility of growth, you're also going to assume the possibility of loss. And so that loss may be temporary. Often it is. Stock market losses historically have been temporary. 
they always, you know, they recover. Not at particular individual stock, but markets in general have always recovered. That's why they were one. Th- the Dow was one thousand. It was five thousand. It was ten. You know, it's it's in the thirties now because it always recovered. It never. It's not dropping back down to one thousand again. It's <laughs> they go up over time. So. Growth assets, though, in the short term or even an intermediate term, can lose money, and they can lose it permanently if, if you're in the wrong thing. So when we're talking growth, that sounds great, but you're gonna give you're gonna give up security. You don't; you, those generally are not in the same place. You can have some growth with security, but you can't have max growth and be secure against loss. How do you help people decide how secure they want to be? And in other words, how do you determine someone's risk tolerance? And do many people even know what their risk tolerance really is? Yeah, it's a bit of an art to that, not not so much a science. Uh, certainly getting to know that client, we have the questionnaire that uh, we probably won't get to on this show. Maybe next show we'll talk about what that questionnaire looks like. But we do have questions on there designed to try and, and determine what that risk tolerance is. Sometimes, so uh, we solve for growth last because we, we want to solve for cash flow. Uh, g- generally speaking, most people I'm talking to, they're not 25 years old, okay? They're, they're pre-retirement or retirement age. And so generally speaking, most people that hit that age are a lot more concerned about their cash flow because they're going to retire. They're mm-hmm. not going to work anymore. You're not concerned about cash flow when you're 30 years old and you got a great job. You're making good money. And, and so, okay, good for you. You can, you can go for it. You can go for growth. You don't care about your investments, cash flow. You're just putting it in your 401k plan. There's no cash flow from that. You don't care. Well, you do care when you're pulling money out of your 401k plan someday when you're retired. So cash flow gets solved for probably ahead of growth. Security probably gets solved for too ahead of, of growth because, again, if you're not going to go back to work, you probably th- might be thinking, I need a little bit more security-focused investments. Not all of them, but some of it, just in case the markets don't cooperate. Brian, do people ever really want something that's sort of unrealistic? Do they ever say to you, Brian, I want lots and lots of growth. I want double-digit growth, but I absolutely want no losses whatsoever, completely safe. Uh, yeah, I've had a couple <laughs> of those meetings. And, and generally speaking, we agree that we're not a good fit. Okay. Because if you have unrealistic expectations, nobody's going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. We're not going to be happy being called to the carpet for, where's my 20 per- I My friend here invested in XYZ China Semiconductor Company and doubled his money. How come I didn't double mine? You know, well, okay. Probably not a good fit. And so, yeah, I, I get that occasionally, but it's rare. Most people are really understand that they're at a point in life where they want to not worry about everything. They've had good growth. Their real estate's way up. They've had a successful career. Their market investments did great. Their 401ks, all that stuff. They have enough. And they just want to be smart about their retirement so that there's legacy assets, too, so they can travel first class if they want to. They they can have the kind of lifestyle they want. They just want to make smart decisions with all the moving parts that they have accumulated at at this point in their life. We're talking about what pieces go into a financial plan with Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs and the five goals. Number one is growth. Number two is security. Number three, Brian, is cash flow. How do you figure out that? Yeah, that's probably the one that we spend the most time trying to solve for, as I mentioned, because most of our uh, prospect clients are at that age where they got to determine 
because they're not going to get their paycheck anymore. And they got to figure out where that paycheck is going to come from. So we can figure out cash flow on another, uh, multiple different levels. Certainly, our one of our go-tos is the fixed index annuity, which with uh, increasing cash flow for life. That's a great one. That's that's akin to a pension with a cost of living adjustment. So uh, it isn't, but you know, it's, it has similar attributes. It might involve fixed index universal life with tax-free cash flow. It might involve real estate investment trusts that have you know pretty good cash flow relative to other investments. Used to be in the old days, we'd use bonds more and and CDs and that kind of thing, but they just don't pay enough, uh, generally speaking, unless you're buying junk bonds, to uh, produce much cash flow. So there might be pensions or might be uh, Social Security. One of the things that a lot of people... They, they don't they lose sight of is that they might have millions of dollars in a, an investment account and they go well, where's my income and well it's okay to take some principal and I, oh no I can't touch my principal like well that's you know your principal is essentially your growth your growth mm-hmm. is your income so it, it would be okay if we took some percentage of that I'd call it three percent they got you know three million dollars and I say okay you could take 90 grand out that'd be three percent with the expectation that you'll replace that with growth. And you know, sometimes it's hard for somebody to get their head around that. But that can be a form of cash flow from uh, an investment account. So the next one on the list, Brian, is liquidity. And I think this is really important, too, because people have assets. Maybe they have uh, art. Maybe they have classic cars. I know a fellow who says, well, these classic cars are going to be my retirement. But things like that are not terribly liquid because for every seller, there's got to be a buyer and something's only worth what somebody in front of you is willing to pay for it at that time. So how do you solve for liquidity? And can you be less liquid earlier in retirement than later in retirement? Yeah, some people overestimate how much liquidity they actually need. So that is one of the questions we ask because they'd say, well, I don't want to do any of these investments that are going to take care of my cash flow because they're not liquid. And I remind them, well, okay, you've got, you know, let's say $3 million of retirement assets. Are you going to ever pick up the phone and say, Brian, I need $3 million. I, I need it in my bank account. I, I got to buy a couple Bugattis, you know. <laughs> well, of course I'm not going to make that call. Well, then why do you need all of your money liquid? Because if it's liquid, it's probably not going to accomplish the goals that you want. That You, you, gotta, you give up something to get something. You give up some liquidity to get lifetime cash flow or, or whatever it is. And so... Let's say I'm talking about fixed index annuity, and somebody put five hundred thousand into one. They can generally, most of these annuities generally allow you to take up to fifty thousand dollars, ten percent out in any year without any surrender fee. So they have some liquidity, and generally that's enough. But some people go, oh, well, what if I need all of it? Well, then I don't know what happened to your life if you need all of your retirement mm-hmm. assets all at once. That sounds terrible. Generally speaking, whatever we mix we come up with, we look at the liquidity. And we might look at it and go, okay, half of your $3 million could be liquidated immediately. Is that okay with you? And they go, well, yeah, I'm never going to call you needing a million and a half dollars all at once. I'm like, okay. So we don't really have to concern ourselves with liquidity to that extent because we've got a nice mix of assets, some more liquid than others, some very little liquidity, some fully liquid, some 10%, you know, et cetera. So we, we definitely look at that. Brian, is there an amount of cash that someone should have on the side? I know that it's very liquid, but it doesn't make any money. Is there an amount of cash that you should plan on having so you can really pay for things like a new roof, water heater, things like that, maybe a car? Yes, absolutely. So that is something I want to find out from both husband and wife if, it's, if there's a couple. And, it, and the amount of that 
There is no answer as to what that amount is. It, it's different for everybody. It's what makes you feel good. What, what makes you comfortable? What makes you sleep at night? And sometimes, you know, one of them will say, you know, the guy will say, well, I don't, I want it all invested. I want my money working for me. And his wife will look at him like he, <laughs> he just forgot his, her birthday or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I've, <laughs> I've seen that one. And, and she goes, I need $200,000 in the bank. Sure. I won't sleep right if I don't have 200000 in the bank. I'm like, great. I think we have our answer here. <laughs> it's two hundred. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's always going to be the higher of the two. Sure. You know, to keep things copacetic. And, and then uh, they might go some back and forth, but I'll remind him, happy wife, happy life. So go. yeah. we're going 200000 or vice versa. But we have to take care of the person that, that needs that security blanket and, and, and whatever amount that is. And it's okay to have money that's not earning anything or earning very little because of the mental health associated with having having enough cash in the account where you 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 feel good and you sleep well and and you're happy and you're not worried that is worth something it may not increase your bank account much but it's worth something to you so i never lose sight of that brian final goal for your financial plans is going to be tax minimization very important isn't it well yeah and that's that's our biggest bill uh, during our lifetimes so it's really important that we have strategies for that and and uh, yeah, as I've talked about on the show before, you're going to have X number of big financial decisions in your lifetime. If you get most of them right, you're going to have a really probably have a really good finances throughout your life. If you get several of them wrong, maybe not so much. So you know, I, sometimes people make decisions without consulting somebody that's a tax person. Maybe it's uh, oh, I'm I'm moving out of my house. I've lived in. It's gone way up in value. I'm going to turn it into a rental for a few years and sell it. Oh, okay. Well, you might have just lost your $500,000 exclusion there or, you know, gifting something ahead of a step up in basis or, you know, I can go on and on. Tax code's pretty big, Jeff. I, I think I could do this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just, you know, get some good advice, uh, get the right answer and, and have a plan for the, for those questions that come up. And maybe some income strategies that produce tax-free income. That's been a big topic lately. I think rates are going to go through the moon. And uh, with all the borrowing we're doing and the, the politics that's going on, the spending and, and the debt, deficits, all of that, they're going to have to jack rates yeah, going yeah. forward. So is there anything I can do about that now? Well, yes, there is. There is absolutely stuff we could probably do for you. So plan on quantitative easing to infinity almost, I yeah, guess, pretty much. In, in terms of tax rates there. Of course, Bauer Evans CPAs well-equipped to talk about taxes in concert with Madrona Financial Services. Once again, if you're considering hiring a new financial advisor, you have at least $500,000 or more to invest. Highly encourage you to get your complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation financial plan with Madrona Financial Services. Call 844-MADRONA or request it online at madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week for today's show. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank our listeners for including us into their weekend plans. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Get out there, have a great weekend, won't you? We'll talk to you next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. 
Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we believe you should never worry about running out of money in retirement. Retirement should be spent doing what you love with the people you love. The CPAs and financial advisors at Madrona Financial Services want you to know that with proper financial planning, that's exactly what you can have. Their goal is to do everything they can to help you achieve a financially secure future. They have many tools and ways to help you reach your retirement goals, from guaranteed lifetime income streams and protection against market losses to alternative real estate investments and strategies to minimize your taxes. With the Madrona Bundle of Services, they have everything you'll need to plan for retirement under one roof. So schedule your complimentary meeting today and get back to enjoying your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll arrange a meeting at one of their three convenient locations or conduct a virtual meeting if that works better for you. Take control of your financial future at madronafinancial.com. 